So, you want to spoil Infinity War? James Gunn will hunt you down and find you. Arrested Development Season 5, more Karate Kid, and Infinity Wars just topped $1 billion. We'll cover all of these topics in a snap. Too soon? All of this and more on the Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directives. Get plugged in. We're in. Rock, paper, scissors, scissors, spot. You are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! Listen! Even listen to yourself when you talk? I drift in and out. Hey, cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important. If you'll all excuse me... I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Mask question, do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. And welcome to the Geek Underground. This is episode 7. So glad you guys could be along. And tonight we are doing a special episode. We are live streaming this to our Facebook fans. Mm -hmm. uh, we currently have people commenting and talking. And yeah. if they hang around, if you do hang around, uh, we'd love your input on some of the questions. I've got a list of questions all revolving around Infinity War. So if you have not watched Infinity then Wars leave. yet, and please go away. And we don't mean away. that to be mean, we, we but don't, we, we don't want to... said, caveat... We are going. We gave you a week. If you haven't watched it, we're going to spoil it tonight. So, because we just been dying to talk about it's this. More than, yeah, we have to talk about it. We have to be able to hash all of this out uh, and really figure out what is going on. Uh, we, we do have just our top five stories of what's going on in the geek world, but then we're diving in, and then it's nothing but Infinity Wars. Uh, again, we'd love to have you along, but please go watch the movie first. Because it's it's a phenomenal movie, and you need to see it and be surprised by it and cry with it before you hear how it all ends. Yep. Okay. Who now, are you? Who am I? Yeah. Oh, I am <laughs> Dadpool. We are using our silly radio name. So this is Dadpool saying hello. And I'm Trash Panda. Hello, Trash Panda. I'm also Libby, so I would just, you know. It's just no, no, no. I'm okay. Just, just DP. You remember Darkwing Ducky was DW? Okay. Does that make you me remember TP? <laughs> yes. <laughs> DP and TP. Yeah, I, great. I, I'm going to go with Dadpool. I think that's a little better to, yeah. to stick with. Uh, so just before we get going tonight, um, I just want to give a little bit of a shout out to somebody. Okay. Uh, it's one of our clan members, Meme King. Oh, nice. He's been, he's going to be listening to us. And okay. I was just talking to him and saying how I talked about him last week on the show. And I said I'd give him a shout out. So I didn't want to forget. Okay. So hi, Meme King. Hi, Meme King. We've played on Destiny and Destiny yeah. 2. Not as much Destiny 2. I know he's had a hard time Not getting so into much. that one. Yeah, he's playing but Destiny 1 with again. with the release, though, I've got to say, Destiny 2, though, I've had more fun playing Iron Banner this time around with the 6v6, with the changes they've made to some of the exotics. Uh, so, so Meme King, if you are listening, you need to check out some of the changes they've made leading into the DLC drop uh, yeah. next Tuesday. We love you noobs with attitude. Yes. That's our clan. If you want our to come and join is us, noobs with attitude. And he's Tasmanian flea, and I'm Techno Sugar. So if you find us, friend us, we'll play with you. And as always, find us uh, on the Geek UG on Facebook, Instagram, and yeah. Twitter. Absolutely. All righty. But tonight's episode, we're trying to figure out. I'm, I'm really trying to figure out where to start. Mm -hmm. And so, so here again is what we'll do. Uh, we are going to look at a couple things in the geek world. 
yep. top five. Just a couple quick headlines that stood out to us, and then we're just going to plow right into Infinity Wars. Okay. Because there is, there's nothing – my mind is still a week later trying to – digest what happened in that movie and I have to see it again so much happened in that movie I have to watch that again yeah I, I'm really tempted to go again with you this weekend but then we need to get babysitters for the kids and I it's don't know it's a if, bank holiday weekend it is but but free comic book day is on well by the time people listen it will be over but free comic book day is on Saturday which is in it two is. days we record on Thursday we did tell them about it last week we did tell them about it last week uh, I think we're going to try to go early so we can get the kids along and again get them excited about comics they're always fun. excited about well, comics. But free comics are even better because yes, I like are. free. Free food, free movies, free comics, free anything. Really, you put free in front of it like and I will be there. I would just say, though, the only not free comic on free comic book day is by DC. The, okay. Shame uh, the, 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 on there, you. There, there is a caveat with that. Shame it's on not you. technically a free comic book release. It just happens to coincide with uh, around free comic book day. They're charging 25 cents or 25 pence. Or if you get it digitally, it is free digitally. So you can get it free. Uh, according to some of the reviews on it, it will be a pretty amazing comic. It's still free comic book day. More importantly, do you understand what Friday is, which will be two days late again for those listening? Yes. May the 4th be with you. Yay! So tomorrow is Star Wars Day, so for those that are watching live... And happy birthday, Brent. And happy birthday to my brother. We did it first. We That's did it right. first. We did it uh, so the world can yeah. hear. The wor- we gave the world a happy birthday, Brent. Um, no, but for those watching, again, do not forget Star Wars Day is tomorrow. Free Comic Book Day is on Saturday. Uh, it should be a fun weekend. This whole bank oh, yeah. holiday weekend has a lot of things lined up. But let's just kind of jump right in and hit our top five trending geek stories so that we yes, can yes. get to Infinity Wars. I will let you start this week yeah, because you I'm have excited. one that you are very excited yeah, about. Yeah, Arrested Development. If you haven't seen Arrested Development, you really need to watch this show. It is witty. It is clever. It is very strange. And it's all narrated by Ron Howard himself. Yes, you have Ron Howard narrating it. You have the the Rousseau brothers who have been now are synonymous with Marvel because they've been involved in the last four or five Marvel movies. uh, And they always hearken back to Arrested Development in their movies, don't they? And Community. In Civil War, the Blue Stair Car, if you've watched aggressive development you'd know what that was is actually on the on the um, tarmac in the, EPA, in the on tarmac, the tarmac in, the, in the civil wars right in infinity wars in the scene with the collector tobias funke dr tobias funke is in one of the pods that the collectors collected completely awesome. blue and i actually missed it though i did not see i had a, really? I, had, I had to catch uh, i saw some screen captures afterwards of that and i saw him there but i actually missed it in the movie it wasn't until i read about it or you told me about it that i went back and i saw that but um if if you were a uh, arrested development rousseau brothers fans you'll you'll know who those are and just just look them up though we'll have some links on our uh, the comment section on itunes if you want to check out where those are yeah and they've also done some community stuff as well but arrested development so season four was well, it was good but it was just kind of a bit strange that, w- that was a netflix exclusive wasn't it it was okay so the first three seasons kind of all were very very akin of how the episodes ran and this one apparently what had happened is a lot of the cast just could not get into you know, to filming all at the same time. So what they did is they made these episodes that surrounded just one of those characters and then brought all of these stories together. Okay. Okay? So one episode would be about Tobias. 
the other one would be about Michael, then about Job. It would just be about different characters. And then these kind of character stories all interwove into this one main story. Okay. But it was very disjointed. Still funny, but it just kind of felt weird. We're very, very happy to hear about it because this uh, new director has decided, as he's starting work on season five, that season four could use a little bit of spruce up. At the moment, it's 15 episodes. Most of the Arrested Development runs with 22 episodes. So he has basically made a director's cut, made 22 episodes out of season four, and reworked it so it flows better. Nice. Okay. And that comes out, I think it's out this weekend. And then also starting a season five? Season five is supposed to start this year at some point, but there was no definitive date. So how many of the original cast they'll get? Because I know a lot of them are tied up in other projects. Who knows? But it would be exciting to see it. Speaking of tied up in other projects, though, what, what, as I've been researching more of the Infinity Wars and, and, and kind of filming those two movies back-to-back, mm-hmm. Avengers 3, Avengers 4, be, again, th- think of the number of celebrities in those two films. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what the Rousseau brothers were saying was Hollywood was essentially shut down for this period of time that they were using – Robert Downey Jr., Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. I mean, you just go to the Zoe list of, of yeah, this list of anyone who's anyone in Scott the world Jay. of acting right now was tied up in these movies, and they were like, yeah, Hollywood was essentially shut down for about six months while we filmed those two movies, and and then everyone got back to work. But yeah, so just my little thing on that. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go on now. Now I came across this, and uh, there was the SmackDown of SmackDowns. James Gunn mm-hmm. lays down this smackdown on someone who calls himself a Marvel fan, but th- they're not really a Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. Because you do not intentionally spoil a movie just because you want to have fun doing so. Now, I understand there's a certain point that, yes, you, you can talk about things after that kind of statute of limitations. Yeah. Uh, but you always make sure those people have seen it. You always make sure, hey, are, have you watched the movie? Are you going to watch the movie? Uh, but, but you don't go into some place and then ruin it for people ju- just to be a jerk and ruin it. So this person posts on Twitter. Now, mind you, he's someone who reviews comic-y stuff, so someone that should know better. Yeah. And what, what he said, here's his, his post, I just spoiled all of Infinity Wars in my class just now. Have girls screaming and cursing me out right now. Ask me if I care. Uh, but just a really total jerk no, move. No, that's not okay. Yeah, but, and somehow this tweet makes it back to James Gunn. All right, somehow it makes it back to him. Yes. Our favorite writer and director of Guardians of the Galaxy. And this is his reply to that spoiler. He says, spoiler, you're going to die poor and alone. Wow. Yeah, that's just doing this. Just the Whoa. mic drop. I mean, just cut. now I know that sounds a little bit mean. I- I'm not going to share th- th- this, this Twitter, uh, his Twitter handle for the guy that I don't want to give him any more. He- he's really showing no remorse on his Twitter feed as well. He's egging people to bring it on. He- he's just being a jerk about it, even with James Gunn coming and just dropping the mic on his face. Just, guys. I understand if you want to talk about it. We're, t- we're going to talk about the movie here, but we're letting you know, look, there are spoilers. Many spoilers are coming. And we said last week, because we could have talked about this last week, and we said, you know what? We walked into the movie thinking we're going to have so much to talk about on our show tonight. And we walked out and went, there is nothing we can talk about about on the show because everything is kind of a spoiler. And we didn't want to ruin it for other people. So we were like, you know what? We'll give you a week. We're going to give you a week. So we scrambled to find stories because we thought, we're just going to talk about Infinity Wars the whole time. And it just... We couldn't. No. <laughs> James Gunn. Spoiler: You're Love gonna that. die poor and alone. Wow, that's amazing. That's harsh though, just harsh. 
Amazing. So is it my turn? It is your turn. Uh, so, one of my favourite movies as a kid, and I know it sounds really weird, but I love the Police Academy movies. Except for Police mostly, Academy 4. Come on, you can't love yeah, okay. 4. But my, mostly the reason I loved it was Michael Winslow. Being able to make all those space, you know, the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> that was just so amazing. And I loved him in... Um, Oh, my friend. Yes, that Space one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. I mean, how is that guy not still like in Hollywood doing stuff? Because that is seriously such a talent he got just making all and those what, sounds. What, what was that rough around the edges guy that. Oh, I don't know. That, that always. I talk like this. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't think of his name. <laughs> it was a bit weird. Yeah. Okay, I liked him. I okay, anyway, weird. so Police Academy. It's going to be celebrating. I don't get this because it said it was celebrating its 30 years, but it came out in 84. So I don't really. 2004, 2014. Maybe 30 years since the last one. No, because they made them into the yeah, 90s, I think. I don't get that. But anyway, so they're celebrating their 30 year uh, anniversary. They're bringing a documentary in. They're getting as much as the cast and crew as they possibly can back in. Obviously, um, Bubba Smith and David Graff are no longer with us, um, which uh, Bubba was um, Sergeant Hightower. And um, I can't remember that. It was the guy who was gun crazy. My brain is drawing a blank. The guy or the girl that was the gun guy. crazy? I remember. The, oh, from the yeah, beginning. He always wore the aviators yeah, and wears yeah, the motorcycle yeah, 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 yeah. top. And okay. he always brought out the massive guns and yeah. like shot everything up. Yeah, anyway, they're both non- no longer with us. But it's going to be amazing they've got some really good stuff about it coming up and it just looks like it's gonna be so much fun and i love a good documentary academy yeah and i like police academy so i'm willing to watch it now speaking of stuff getting remade cobra Cobra kai cobra kai is now available thank you oh there you go Stuart. oh keela yeah thanks Stuart. thank you Um. (laughs) i had a brain fart appreciate that Cobra Kai, though, the first few episodes of Cobra Kai oh, are available on YouTube Red. Zed was the crazy You're guy. You're interrupting me. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get through Zed Cobra Kai. Zed was the crazy guy. Well, okay, Zed They're was the crazy guy. Wait, no, Zed. It was like Billy no, Bob or Thunder, Thunderbolt or no, it wasn't. It Holly was Zed. Berry or Bobble, Bobble, Bobble. No, it was Bubula. Zed. No, Zed? Yeah. He had some like Huckleberry name. No, he didn't. Wild, Wildcat. It was Wildcat. No, it wasn't. I'm pretty sure. When was the last time you watched we these movies? We have computers. While I'm talking, look it up. I think it was like Wildcat Thornton or something like that. You're weird. So look it up right now. Um, You're wrong. I'm not weird. I'm pretty... Okay. You're weird and wrong. People on the internet. Was it Wildcat Thornton or, or something along those lines for the, the guy that was a little bit crazy and out there? Anyways, back to Cobra Kai. Uh, for those that don't know what that is, they're remaking... Not remaking, but 30 years down the line... Uh, we now see Billy Zabka and Ralph Macchio reprising their roles as Johnny and Daniel uh, in a Karate Kid type thing. Now, this is without the guidance of Mr. Miyagi, of course. Again, he passed away. Am I right, though? Am I right? His name in the movie was Zed. He was right. His name was Bobcut Goldthwaite, was his real name. <laughs> but in the movie, he was right. Zed. But it's weird because it says Zed as Bob Goldthwaite. Yeah, so he kind of played himself, though. He had a weird, like, Billy Bob Very or strange. Bob something Anyway, name. Zed okay. is right. Thank right. you, Stuart. I'll give you Zed. Um, but, yeah, so, so all the reviews, though, for the first few episodes uh, really show that Cobra Kai are worth watching. A really fresh take, a fun take on it. Uh, it will be on my watch list, but you have to have YouTube read, so I've got to figure out how to do that. I Probably just more money we'll have to shell out to watch yeah, the show. Probably. Uh, but Cobra Kai, 
Um, if you liked the original and you liked the uh, Jaden Smith version, which I was not really a big fan of, although I still love me some Jackie Chan, so anything Jackie yeah. Chan's in, I, I'll give a watch. Um, but Cobra Kai, there yep. you go. Uh, next up, Escape Plan 2. Escape Plan 2. I liked the first one. Stallone and Schwarzenegger, I mean, what can you do? It's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's a, just classic, corny action movies. Yeah, th- that one really falls along the Expendables lines with, with no, where those two are, are in their careers. It just... It was... It was the Expendables are just amazing. I mean, any movie you get where Chuck Norris does a Chuck Norris joke, classic. Amazing. Just amazing. Yes. But this, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a clever little storyline, especially, you know, and obviously just has uh, another person that I can't remember the name of right now. This is really good. Anyway, um, it's going to be called Escape Plan 2 Hades. So where Hades is. I'm guessing it's a prison of some sort. Um, they've already got 50 Cent or 50 Cent. 50 Cent, yes. 50 Cent. It's not 50 um, Cent. Dave Bautista, who's also Drax. So white. And Jamie King so are going to be white. joining the cast. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, with Stallone. And Schwarzenegger is in talks. It's not Antonio Banderas, is it? You said he couldn't remember the name. No. Okay. No, it was the guy from The Count of Monte Cristo and also played Jesus. And Jim Caviezel? Yes, he was in it. Okay. He was a bad guy, and he plays an amazing bad guy. He does a good, both, yeah, a good Jesus or a good bad guy. Good. Yeah, I really didn't like him, and then I watch him in other things, and I'm like, I really like you. Okay. He's brilliant. Anyway, so it's coming up, and it's supposed to be, it's said 2018. I haven't even seen a trailer for this yet, so I don't see how that's happening this year. But whether they're just filming it this year. But they're going to be filming in China as well, which might be where this Hades prison is. Hades is in China. Now we know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's good, baby. Thanks. Um, God of War, though. Okay, so for those that are uh, anyone that follows anything geeky, video gamey, God of War is just blowing records all over the place. It really is truly an amazing game. Uh, It is a PS4 exclusive, and if you have a PlayStation 4, you need to check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, Twitch it, YouTube it, IGN it, any number of outlets to have a look at it. They sold over 3 million units in the first three days. Uh, It's just a technical and artistic masterpiece. You will not, as far as visually, it'll probably be the the most amazing visual game you own. It's definitely one that after I've, I keep seeing the reviews and keep seeing the gameplay. I really want to have a, have a chance at playing. Um, now, now it's it's definitely it definitely fits the bill of the 16 rating that it has. Okay. Uh, there there is no sexual content. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, they pretty much swear every swear word that you can uh, in in the dialogue, as well as the game being very violent. So the, the, six, like the 16 Creed, the 16 rating, yes, it, it is very justified on the game. But it's it's definitely one if you are a gamer, if you enjoy playing games, I'm just going to leave it pretty much at that. That you need to have a look uh, at God of War. As it being just really, truly a, a masterpiece of a game visually okay. and, and gameplay-wise. Uh, my last little one, yeah, which... There's too many. I said top five. Okay. Because it's really small. Top and you enjoyed it as well. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So it's going back into Marvel. It's leading in the new Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer. Okay, that's okay. You can yeah. bring that up. Because that I will bring that up. So bring it up later <laughs> as well. Yes. There, there's, there's things from that, though, that are going to tie into where Infinity Wars is heading. Okay. Uh, and we will definitely get to that. But, but if you haven't seen the trailer, you need to go and watch it. It is really good, especially when she throws a salt shaker and then hits it and the guy runs into it because it's now massive. The very end scene of it, Lawrence Fishburne, who was Morpheus. And I forgot, the, I forgot that he was in the head. Yeah, he's sitting there and, and they're talking about, you know, the growth thing. And he said, yeah, my record was uh, 20 feet, 22 feet. 
And uh, Paul Rudd's like, 65 feet, man. And they're going back with the voids. And you can just see, like, that girl, I can't... Um, Evangeline Lilly. Yeah, Evangeline Lilly just going, really, we're talking about size now, can we quit this? And then she get down to it. <laughs> it's so good. And he's just like, 65 feet. <laughs> Love it. Okay, moving on. Now, we're at the point in the show where we've given you warnings. If you haven't left yet, you need to leave. Uh, not that we want you to leave, but if no. you have not seen Infinity Wars, please leave now because it, it, it's it's going to get to a point where we are going to spill everything that has happened, talking questions about everything that's happened, and you just need to go. And that, yeah. that's I'm going to give you now a quick break. This to is a log spoiler out. warning. Spo- beep, massive beep, spoiler beep, warning. Beep, now, beep. leading into the okay, so you've got 30 seconds as I go over a couple just record-breaking things that are happening. Yep. So it was the largest opening weekend of all time domestically in the U.S. 258 million. I mean that that in and of itself. I mean it, it crushed every. Now I guess it was really close to Star Wars, uh, which opened with 248, so about 10 million more there. But still, the fact that I mean it's massive, fastest movie to 300 million domestically, fastest movie. To, it's already hit over 800 million globally. This is without China. It has hit over 800 million without China, uh, and it will be the fastest to a billion. And it's set to make another 100 to 130 million this weekend as well, in a, a second weekend. Uh, there'll be a billion dollars by Saturday. Yeah. It's just a, w- literally one week in a billion dollar movie. Just ridiculous nice. what they've done. And again, China doesn't even open until like May 11th or, or somewhere like next, next. I think it's not this Friday, but next Friday China opens. So just uh, – and once that market hits, that's again another few billion people that are going to want to see this. Yeah. Um, but, but into Infinity Wars. Now, I, I love the way this movie was presented and laid out. I really do, because I was looking at what uh, director Joe Russo said. He summed it up. I have a quote here somewhere uh, where he says, I can't think of another time that someone has put a film in the point of view of the villain. We felt it would make the movie feel fresh. The main story points in the movie are dictated by the villain. Uh, and, and and truly, that this, I think, has been... Uh, not even I think, but this this mm-hmm. has been Marvel's most complex and dynamic villain, and, and we'll touch on that again later. But just just really amazing the point of view and the aspect they took in this movie. And now, so my first question for you though is, how do you think Infinity Wars handled all of the superhero team ups, and and do you think they did all the characters justice? Thinking of all the characters they had to squeeze into this movie. Did they do the characters justice, and how did they handle all the team-ups? Because we, we don't really see everybody together at once, do we? No. I mean, Steve Rogers still hasn't seen Tony Stark since the end of Civil War. That that, that, that hasn't – we haven't had that meeting since nope. then, and it didn't happen in this movie either. Uh, so how do you feel? I mean, and lo- looking at the different but, teams, how do you uh, feel about – Tony Stark did have the phone even on him with Steve Rogers' number in it. Well, of course. That when there was true. no reason for him to have it on him, just walking through the park with Pepper. There's no reason he would have that phone in his pocket at that time when it's a jankety old flip phone. Yeah. It's not a, he hasn't even imported that number into his actual phone. He's got an old crappy flip phone. Or into Friday, Friday, Friday thing, call Steve Rogers. If I didn't you know, drag just... my mother out of like Silicon hell, she would still have that kind of phone on her. Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yes. So. There was th- there's something going on there. Something going the on. The bromance between yeah. Captain America and Iron Man. It's yeah. always there. So I, I really liked it. I thought it was fun, the fact that they they kind of s- didn't keep the Avengers together. They split them all up. They chucked in a load of the other characters, and they gave it a liberal dosing. So you saw some really fun ones. I loved Thor with Rocket and Groot. Oh, that was amazing. That was so cool, especially when... 
Groot just says, you know, does that, I am Groot. And Thor just chats back to him. And they're like, how do you understand him? Well, Groot's a, you know, second language in Asgard. And it was just like... <laughs> You know, you know something the I found out? didn't even know who the Great was. <laughs> this is true. I found out some really actually sad backstory about the people of Groot. Groot comes from a people where they had a disease, and the disease caused a restriction of their vocal cords to the point where they could no longer talk, and all they could say is, I am Groot. And so, and, oh. and I know, so really kind of sad, though. Yeah. Now, they don't make it that way in the movie, but uh, the original backstory, I, and I, I think yesterday I just found this out, mm. was that, that the whole people of the, I, I don't know what they're called, but the people of Groot, that's now because of this genetic disease, they can no longer talk. It's just a sad. It's really sad. I know. Yeah. But no, I, I, did, I did like the Groot Rocket Thor. Um, I really liked the, the, the New York team up, though, and how it organically came together with Tony in New York and Banner being there and then Spider-Man yeah. on the field trip, and they all just kind of ended up uh in the same place and then of course you have spider-man crawling all over the back of the yeah. of the black order member the i think the black or the black dwarf is that his name yeah sorry i forgot the names of uh and i, I love the, the fact dwarf. he's finally got his new oh, he was just given suits. his iron suit oh, his iron suit is fantastic. so much fun and he the things it kept doing and he was just like totally surprised about it because these eight you no know, no six legs like pop out the back these metallic legs and he's like what the heck? <laughs> and he's like using them to kind of like grip himself around it was it was just clever it was fun i i love just yeah his surprised nature just just his uh excitement of life is what, what they he's give a, peter parker's he's like character a child. exactly he's 15 he's supposed to be a 15 year old and just his excitement know, about all the cool 15 things 15 year olds are pretty jaded and just like meh these no, days he's, yeah, but he he's was just kind of like oh look at this it's so much fun and he's like a kid on christmas morning it was great oh, i liked really, that it was really good i did like that um yeah. but then looking at the mantis gamora drax star lord team up that, that one didn't last long because then they teamed up with yeah. uh with stark and, and dr strange later on well, who, who was your favorite because then you, you had a lot of a lot of screen time was given to vision and scarlet witch yeah you had a whole lot of screen that time was, given there that was interesting because i was not expecting them two to fall in love that was that was a bit jarring you actually kind of saw it coming though just just I the guess way that... in a way but after after what happened in civil war you it was they were almost fighting against each other yeah and it was very odd to see them and it was kind of touching because vision's been such a almost weirdly I'm a real boy. Re- like he's, robotic. Try, he's trying he's trying to become more human yeah, he's trying to become weirdly more weirdly robotic and and it's fun just to see him do something different. But I, what made me kind of sad about that is I understand how powerful um, the Black Guard is. But still Black how... Order. Oh, the Black Order. I'm so sorry. Um, but it was very strange to me seeing how in the past movies, how strong Vision and how strong Scarlet Witch is, how really little power they had against these characters and they were basically completely defeated. They were just kind of playing on the defense the whole time. And Scarlet and Vision have always been quite an offensive kind of like... Very powerful force. Yeah. That's actually one of the things that I have a problem with was how Black Widow was able to hold her own against Proxima Midnight. Proxima Midnight, if you've seen the movie, uh, she, she, it's a female member of the Black Order. Uh, she, she could... 
I don't know. According to what they've shown of Proxima Midnight in the comics, I really don't think there's any way that Scarlet uh, ScarJo's character could have could have hung with that. No. I, I don't think a human, if, when you see Vision, and she and, doesn't have any, have any mutations, powers. no powers. She's just trained. And you telling me that like the whole of Russia are going to be able to hold down like the Black Order? Oh, I, and it says even in the comics that Proxima Midnight has the same powers as Corvus Glaive. Now Corvus Glaive has enhanced speed, enhanced agility, enhanced strength. He's uh, just virtually immortal as long as he has his glaive, which is his spear-like thing. And it says she has those same powers. She, she's essentially immortal, cannot be killed. She has a spear that turns to light and won't miss when she throws it. I don't think there's any way Black Widow hangs with her. No. Um, but but sorry, back, back to Vision and, uh, and Scarlet Witch. Um, I was really surprised, though, that they took out Wanda. Uh, that, that she was one of those because because of her attunements to the the mind gem the mind stone. Yeah. I thought she was going to play some parts in actually helping. But the funny thing was fight is that the gauntlet later you see on. her so powerless against Proxima Midnight, but yet in the end she's able to literally with her power destroy a, an infinity gem whilst holding Thanos off while he's got the other five in his hand. Yeah. I mean, that's in serious power but, but, there. But you've, al- you've always seen her powers, and even in the comics you see this, her powers tend to come out more when she's under duress, when when she is super stressed out. I understand out. that. Uh, when her brother dies, I mean, she just But she's protecting everything. Vision after he gets knifed in the back, and then she can't have fold off Proxima, but yet she can destroy Infinity Gem and Thanos holding the other five all at the same moment. And that, to me, was just like... It kind of weighed a little odd to me. Now, I didn't understand why Vision had to die. I thought they were able to successfully unbind the Mind Stone with his uh, kind of robotic, semi-organic body. Mm. Isn't that what they were doing when, when he was on the table in, yeah. the, in, in, in Wakanda? So why did he then die when the Time Stone was, or the, the Mind Gem was removed? I don't know. But this all, I mean, there are other reasons why I think that might be not the case i mean this is the difficulty with this movie which is um which was why it was so good at the same time is because so many characters die so many and we know for a fact we know that certain characters have you know second third fourth movies coming up and on the schedule so we know they're not going anywhere they we know they're not dead they're not staying dead for any reason but it's how far back in the movie this is going to be reset, rewound, reset or what? And that's and, and, just and, and, difficult again, for me. We'll, we'll touch more on, on where the, the future of this can is we, going. Can we go right back to the beginning? Go back to the beginning of what? Of the of the movie. Of the podcast? Want to start no, over? of the movie. You can start over. It's okay. <laughs> no, no the of movie. the movie. What, what do you mean back to the beginning? Because the very beginning, two main characters die. Yes. Two quite... Um, well, Hemdell and Loki yeah. get wiped out right Hemdell away. Hemdell and Loki get killed, like, immediately, almost. And, um, and the Hulk the just gets thrashed by... by oh, which yeah. Is, um, you you gets, never see Hulk... And then Hulk spends the rest of the movie going, too, no, too I'm not coming out. To He's too out. scared to literally funny. come out of Banner, which was hilarious. But um, what I said about last week, because I said about, you know, Ragnarok. Ragnarok was really important. The reason I said about that is because in the Norse mythology, Ragnarok was the complete destruction of Asgard. Okay? So what Thor thought was that Ragnarok was the destruction of the planet of Asgard and not the people. So if he got his people off, 
then Ragnarok's happened. Fair enough. They've not got a home, but they're on the ship. But then literally first moments of the movie, everybody but Hulk, Loki and Thor are dead on that ship. Now, now hold on. I, I do have some things to add to that. Um, do I want but to add them hold now? Hold on. In a second. So my point is, because you're was wrong. Ragnarok... Go ahead. Was Ragnarok really finished with the destruction of Asgard or is all the people, because that's Valkyrie, that's all the people of Asgard are done. They're gone. They're dead. Not necessarily. I have Apart some from Thor. I have some information on that. Go on then. Um, I will hold that information off until I get down to that question because th- there is direct oh, from the director's mouth there's information on, on the fate of some of those characters and many more. Um, I, I still wanted to finish on, okay, so, so the team-up, back to the question, how do you think Infinity Wars handled the superhero team-ups, and did they do all the characters justice? I really think they did, though. To kind of sum this up, I really think they did, because when you have so much star power on the screen, which they did, and they handled it well, they, they, they didn't make you feel like anybody was lacking, they didn't make you feel like anybody was, was missing their time in the spotlight, and I like the extra attention they gave to Vision Scarlet Witch because of that storyline uh, and also to Gamora because Gamora was uh, in a lot of ways and even in the director's mind, the, the, the soul, uh, no pun intended, uh, because she got the soul jam, but she was the soul of this movie in, in, in the ways in which you have. I mean, with Gamora especially because um, her her death was was quite a you know, it was, it was like abrupt a, to me. I, I didn't yeah. really see that coming right away. It was more the fact that she finally told um, Peter, uh, Star Lord, that she loved him. Yeah, she had so many touching mo- My moments throughout. Gosh, the fact so that she told me. The fact that she literally walked into the collector's thing and took Thanos down like that. Now it turned out to be not real. Yeah. But the fact she just walked in, slash, slash, slash. You're done. You're over. Gosh, I love Gamora. Yeah. I love her. Now, there's been weird reports, though, because there was a, a large report on Den of Geek about the fact that, you know, Gamora's exit from the Marvel Universe, and none of it's actually kind of, like, said she is in the fourth movie, the fourth Avengers movie. They've already said she's in the fourth Avengers movie. Okay. But whether she's going to be resurrected or not, I just don't see the Guardians of the Galaxy without her. It, it, it is hard to, because she's one of the five. I mean, just, again, I know we've had I Atlantis. Know. I know we've got Nebula there now. Um, and I know Nebula's going to play a massive role in the next movie. Yes. But I can't see Gamora without them because although Mantis is very empathetic, uh, em- empathic? Empathic, yes. I guess that's a word. Anyway, I guess she's like that. But Gamora's the heart and soul of all of them. She is the empathy. She might be a cold stone killer. And in the comics, she's even more so than that. But in the movies... She's pretty hardcore in the comics. Yeah, she's She's very hardcore hardcore in the the comics. She scares uh, Iron Man. Well, that that is actually a really cool thing. I I did enjoy seeing Iron Man work with them because in the Guardians of the Galaxy's comics that was relaunched in, I want to say, 2014 or so, they do have them team up. Uh, And that was really neat to see them working together to see a plan come through. Uh, We need to move on to the next question here, though. Uh, We've actually got a question from the audience. Do you want to take that now or uh, later? Is it relevant to what we've just talked about? I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, So what are our thoughts on Malcolm Reynolds dying in Infinity Wars? Malcolm Reynolds. Yeah. Why am I drawing a blank on that name? I don't know because I'm drawing a blank. Can you fill me in really quick on who Malcolm Reynolds is? I I know Malcolm Reynolds. 
I'm trying to think through I'm all the. I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> Thank you. Um, because all I can yeah. think of is Firefly. When and you you're said right. That. It is Firefly, and I can't. I I've kind of checked to see if there was a link between Firefly and Infinity Wars, and I'm coming up with nothing. Um, I have certainly not heard any reason why, like. Because that, 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 Thanos that, took out that Serenity. That is Nathan Fillion's character, yeah. right? Okay, that, that's where my mind that went That was first what I was thinking, the... but I was like, that maybe I'm missing something because that I wasn't in Infinity Wars. I mean, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, but not as Malcolm Reynolds. Maybe he's just referencing Star-Lord because Quill kind of dresses sort yeah, of like Malk in Firefly. Yeah. We need some clarification on that okay. question. Um, but I'm going to go to my next question here then, uh, unless you had something else. Mm, um, there is another question, which actually, I don't know if that runs into another one of yours. Okay. Um, they mentioned in Infinity Wars that Thanos destroyed Xandar. Does that mean no more Nova Corps? Possibly, because th- th- this is one where I really feel, and this is actually my next question, is what characters will they be introducing into Avengers 4? So I'll That's answer that. I thought I'd answer this I'll, 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 Thanks, I'll answer Tink. that with, with this. Um now, there are characters that didn't have an appearance in Infinity Wars that, that are confirmed for Avengers 4. Those are Ant-Man and Wasp has been confirmed yeah. for Avengers 4. Hawkeye is actually confirmed as well. He's even teased a new haircut that he's going to sport in the new movie. Uh, Captain Marvel. Now, surprisingly also, Yondu has been confirmed for appearing in Avengers 4. Now, this, again, if we are messing... Oh, Mary Poppins, yo! <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if we're messing with the time stream and also even getting into the multiverse or just simply flashbacks, you, you could see how Yondu could come into this. Yeah. Uh, because there are so many rumors right now of, is it just multiverse? Doctor Strange brings up the, the, the concept of the multiverse. Is it... Uh, time travel, well, in Ant-Man and Wasp, we're getting into the quantum realm, which yeah. technically brings us to that time travel aspect. So there's a lot of ways he could come into it. But the the one, now looking, though, at uh, the Nova Corps, the character that I thought should have been in this movie was Nova. Was Nova. Now, uh, Richard Ryder is the character that becomes Nova. He's bequeathed the power of the entire Nova Corps, where it's typically spread out amongst all of the core so, members. Nova Corps, the guys that are in the first Guardians of the Galaxy flying the little ships and everything else, they share this power source between all of them. And when Nova is kind destroyed, of yeah, yeah, when the Nova really Corps explain. is completely destroyed by Thanos, um, there is one guy left, which is uh, Darian Day. Which who's is, played by John C. Riley? I know his know name his though. Name now, um, <laughs> so it's played by him, and he's dying though. Still, he's he's on his way out, and he bequeaths the power of the entirety of the Nova Corps to a single to person. A single person who is a young lad um, who's on Earth, a high schooler. On, I yeah, think. a high schooler is, is, on Earth. Now that's only one of them. There is another one. Uh, that's Richard Rather's a Sam, and I can't think of his last name. Mm. Uh, who has a newer origin story that might be more suited for for the movies. But in any words, Nova is in, is really powerful. Um, and but to the we'd Nova like Corps, to see yeah, that to the to the Nova Corps though. In. For Thanos to have gotten the Power Stone, you, you, you have to imagine. I think it's even mentioned in the movie that that, that Xandar is pretty decimated. Uh, in order for Thanos to have gotten that that gem, yeah, because they they would have put all of their resources uh, to the front but let's to stop face Thanos. It, um, when they were attacked the last time, they couldn't hold back. Um, they couldn't Ronan. Yeah, they couldn't. They hold couldn't hold back Ronan without the Guardians. So if it wouldn't have been for the Guardians of the Galaxy, Ronan would have taken out the whole planet as well. So whether they're going to actually bring in Nova or not, 
I'd really like to see Nova. I'd like to see I think he'd be Nova. a fun character. Um, okay, so to the question of who will they be introducing into Avengers 4 that maybe wasn't in Infinity Wars. Right. Uh, now to the question that – or this is the statement you had made earlier about – characters Valkyrie. on Valkyrie. Now, Valkyrie, the Rousseau brothers, just confirmed the directors of Infinity Wars, just confirmed two days ago that she did not, in fact, die. Oh, thank you. And, th- and that actually a, a large number of Asgardians were able to escape and escape pods off of the ship before it was destroyed. So you have a, a mass contingent still of Asgardians that include Valkyrie, but they did not give the fates of Korg. Now, Korg was the rock monster everyone loved, was yeah, voiced yeah, by, yeah. by one of the, the directors of uh, Thor, Ragnarok. Uh, it really has a good fan following. But, uh, but it, it is really good to know that Valkyrie is still alive, that she's still out there, and that she's, because of that, probably going to play a part uh, in the next movie. Yeah, she's going to make a big part of the next movie. A big part? Yeah. Why is that? Well, because her and Thor have got to have little Asgardians to repopulate Asgard. There's still lots of Asgardians out there. They don't. He's, he's got Jane. He's going to get back with Jane. No, he's not. Jane Foster. I like the Valkyrie. The Valkyrie was Valkyrie's really cool. better but than I think, Jane Foster. I think Foster. she had a girlfriend, though. Oh. So I, I don't think they'll be getting together. He liked her. Yeah, he, he liked her, but they're not kind of brother and sister kind of like. I don't mm. think it's going to be a romantic type thing. If anything, Boo. Thor's getting back with Jane Foster or Gamora. You know, you could see a little... Uh, Star Wars wouldn't have that you, you, you had to like, though, that little chemistry between Thor and Gamora and just that little banter they had back and forth. I was liked really better Star-Lord taking the crap out of him the yeah, entire time. Do you insult me, my lord? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so next question for you. Is Thanos really the bad guy? And you I, see, this was one of my little points. I'm going to play devil's advocate because I will argue both sides of this. But the, the really cool thing is the very fact, the fact that we can ask this question shows us how dynamic and complex of a character they made Thanos. And I love that. My, my notes for this bit was the stupid sympathy I feel for Thanos. I know. And or Thanos, sorry. I, it doesn't really matter, does it? He's the deepest, most interesting villain that Marvel has been able to produce He's to date. He's actually probably one of the most interesting villains, period. Because I don't often see a villain, maybe like Darth Vader in, in Return of the Jedi, because he's more conflicted then, but really and truly, I kind of got what he was saying. Because his whole point in the whole movie is the fact that he doesn't... his his planet was destroyed by the fact that the population growth became too much so his idea was to literally take a completely unbiased lottery and kill half the people just on the a, planet a random culling where you yeah. just wipe out so half of the people literally there they would stop taxing the world's resources so he's a mad titan yes he's tortured and killed and all the rest of it but you kind of think why did he want the Infinity Gauntlet? Because he didn't want to do that. He wanted to take out half the galaxy, or half the universe. In a humane way. In a humane way. So he's going out there, pointedly going, I'm going to get these things because I don't want to just ca- randomly start killing people and torturing them and making them afraid. If I just go like this, then they're all gone. Snap your and then there's no, there's no nothing. And I'm, Because he looks... That last scene with Gamora when she goes, what did it cost? And he said everything. And he breaks down. I just wanted to go up to poor little Thanos and smush his little head and go, I'm so sorry. It was bad. 
No, I mean, in his mind, he has the justification because he looks at Gamora's home planet, which was again about to crumble yeah. under the weights of overpopulation, and he says, "Look, on your home planet now, nobody is starving. Everyone has enough to eat. What I did saved that planet." And in his twisted mind, yeah. he really thinks he's justified in what he's doing. But, but again, one of the things that I you didn't see in the movie is he was truly ruthless and vicious in the comics about the ways he would do things. And and maybe he felt he had to be that that, that his means would just the ends would justify the means of, of getting there, and he had to be ruthless in order to achieve what he wanted to do. But but he was a twisted and ruthless character in the comics, and they really even though they show Nebula being tortured in a very painful way in, in the movie. They, they don't really – they focus on that. They focus on him nurturing Gamora, and they focus on him tearing up at different points. And and, and I, I don't think they – I think they should have paid more tribute – not that you want to pay tribute to someone being vicious and ruthless, but they, they I, I think they should have brought at least a little more of that in to show that there is something very broken inside of him because you don't see that brokenness. Although the way that Michael Keaton played Batman, you look at how that is a broken individual. Right, yeah. you know, he's just, he, there's something broken in his mind to get him to do what he's doing, and I, I didn't sense that in Thanos, and I would have liked to have seen just a little bit, a little bit of a, a, a broken, twisted nature where you see him fl- almost like Gollum, where you see him flipping between these two personalities of I want to do this you to saw, care, but I I'm a little. I guess you saw like moments of it um, throughout the movie when he was just kind of he would do just these really unspeakable things, and then. I walked out just feeling like, like I say, stupid sympathy. I felt bad for him. And that's why I'm, I'm really excited about that. There's a, that novel coming out that yeah. really paints his backstory. It's a graphic novel. Uh, actually, along the lines of the one for who's the admiral in Star Wars Rebels, the bad admiral. The bad admiral. Th- 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 I can't think of his name right now. He's the blue guy. Oh, yeah. Thrawn. Um, Thrawn. Thrawn, yeah. Okay, so there's a novel about him as well that I really want to get, and, and this one about Thanos that, that, that really shows his, his backstory, his upbringing, what happens, why he's kicked out by his people, and, and I, I think that will really help fill in a lot of the gaps on, on, on who he is, and I think that book is actually either out now or it's coming out very soon. Oh, we'll get it on we'll Saturday. We'll have to get that and review is, that yeah. uh, and, and let you know about that. But you're, you're right, though. I felt sympathy for Thanos, and I really didn't want to. And again, you look at what he's trying to do, and he has he saved plan. I don't know. I mean, it's it's something where we look at our world. If we get to a point where you know the world is dying, and we said, "Hey, why don't we just kill half the people?" Do you think that idea is really going to go over well? No, no, it's really not. We're always going to look mean, for. A, look, we're always going to look for a yeah, different we're gonna, way. That's why they're out there trying to you know see if they can sustain life on mars and stuff so they can actually go places and actually try and do something else there is other there's always another way and i think that's the the bottom line is that he's just got this stuck in his mind that this is the only way it's going to work and it's well you look at his, you look at his planet happened to his planet he had the idea if we do this now we can save it and then you see it now and it's a desolate dead planet yeah absolutely so is thanos correct in what he's doing no. You look at Gamora's planet, a thriving planet now. Is Thanos right in what he's doing? No, of course he's not. But he saved billions of lives. Yeah, but that could have been leaving me alive and killing our children, and I'd never be okay with that. Right, well, I, again, I'm playing devil's. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. But I just look at from his point of view, he has saved billions of lives. 
by taking billions of lives. But it's, it's again, in his mind, the only way, which is, again, I just wish they would have painted that warped, skewed mentality just a little bit more. Yeah. Just a bit more uh, on it. So, so it's not just you feeling bad for him. Yeah. And my, I think my last question I have, do I have a I just might, I have two more questions. Um, so, so where does Infinity War go from here? So, so we know there was a reason Doctor Strange gave Thanos the Time Stone. Yeah. He had, he'd looked at the 14 million futures, and only one led to their success. So at least success in part. So he would do anything to ensure that they would be on track for that 1 in 14 million chance, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so then w- where do we go from here? If what he did uh, is leading us to hopefully something good – um, how do we get to a place of, of resolving this? And, well, and I think you've where got to look are we going to resolve this? Or how? Dr. Strange's actions in the whole thing, because when he's on the spaceship, he tells um, Tony Stark in no uncertain terms, dude, if, if it comes between you and the stone, it's going to be the stone every single time. Yeah, which is really but the surprising. the future he sees, he literally just hands over the time stone. So it's got to be something about Tony Stark. And you made a good point the other day. You said about... Um, if they manage to get the gauntlet from Thanos, does that mean that they've got to then acquire the same way the soul gem? Does it require allegiance in the way of you've got to give up something you really love? So then the question is, is Tony going to give up... uh, Pepper, maybe. Pepper or Captain America. But do you think he really... The thing you... It said the thing you truly love, Right. I don't think he truly loves Captain America, but but could they sacrifice them themselves? Could could Steve Rogers jump in himself and say, you know what, I will give my soul to get the gem so or that we Tony can... Or Tony doing that. Or Tony, you're right. Because so, if they're saving Tony, if that's the one thing he saves, you know, I will give you the time gem if you leave him, then if that's the only way, then Tony's got to be really important to the reason they win. Or, or maybe he just knew that in the one that does win, Stark is still alive. It, yeah. it, it really could go both ways with that. Uh, but, but, yeah, you have so many different things that could happen here. You have that nebula conundrum where if they really want to follow the comics, the, the comics, uh, essentially, you have Thanos with Nebula. He's tortured her to the point of death, but he hasn't let her die, kind of like what he was doing in, in the movie, only much, much worse. And then once Thanos snaps his fingers, achieves his goal, he ascends to a higher state of being. Nebula takes the gauntlet and resets everything just to spite him, right? Yeah. Um, and then they have to go and actually the, the good guys have to go and get the, the gauntlet from Nebula because she goes a little crazy. Um, but, but, but there's that possibility, yeah. which I don't know if they're going to follow that or not. But then you have the whole time travel equivalence here. Um, I, I know you've heard some of the rumors now on the time travel possibilities in Avengers 4, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and what what could possibly happen where we have some set photos that have come out from Avengers 4 that show uh, all the Avengers wearing a garb from the first Avengers movies and some of their older uh, their older movies so so again this time travel elements now there, there's a couple there's a couple different uh, theories that could come from that mm-hmm. do you remember in the beginning of Civil War uh, what Tony Stark was doing in front of the MIT crowd yeah he's um, replaying a memory of his dad and mom at Christmas. Yeah. Now, now the Rousseau brothers, they, they said that the piece of tech from the beginning of Civil War will play a key role in the coming movie. And so I'm wondering, a lot of people are, are, are thinking that it could be time travel. If you want to debunk that, you could look at what the Rousseau brothers said and go, well, maybe they're just going back through their memories uh, of all the people to, to look at ways in which they could have done something different, possibly. This, or, is, this is just one of the they theories. they use that piece of kit 
on Thanos. Show him everything. Show them him all the different things and how he is so wrong. Make him understand what he's done wrong. Yeah. Isn't that how Aragon ended that, that series, that book series where they make uh, who's the bad guy in that's name? The dragon rider. Oh, the king. Yeah. Yeah. Don't No, We're not going into We're not going to go into that, but that, that's, how, that's how they beat him. They, they make him understand all of what he's done. That's wrong. And that ends up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but I think one of the spoiler alert. Yeah. Sorry. Quite. If you haven't read the book. Um, Oh, you've made me lose my place now. Goodness gracious. Um, but, but using the barf. Well, it, oh, he that called was it. it the barf technology. And yeah. he's got to really rename that. Um, well, the thing tech. is, is that the one, the other conspiracy theory I've heard okay. is because obviously um, we see a very powerful Doctor Strange for a small amount of time on Titan doing a lot of things, including throwing a load of crystal, like a crystal wall at Thanos. Didn't he break through it though pretty quick? Yeah, but that's the same sort of crystal and wall when he puts people in the mirror universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so did did Doctor Strange put Thanos in the mirror universe? Therefore, he's attacking really nothing and nobody's actually really dead. Thanos is believing his plan is is gone to plot and everybody's dead. But really what we were watching was the mirror of a universe and therefore nobody's actually dead. See, that would truly be an amazing twist if, if the second movie started with so basically, Strange outside Thanos, the mirror universe. Because he doesn't have his uh, the, the sling ring. The he sling doesn't ring. have his sling ring. He can't get out. He's done. He can't get out. I don't know. I, I, I'd have to think the gauntlet is more powerful than the Mirrorverse because he can transport himself anywhere he wants. But if he didn't know he was in there, that would be a really cool thing. And you start the next movie and Thanos is just in his little box thinking he's he's won and everyone's fine. And, and everybody's just like, <laughs> and now all the Infinity Gems are in the Mirror Universe. There. They're safe. Um, where would you go from there? No, I, I, I do, though, think that time travel is going to play some role in this next movie. Oh, yeah. Um, or will they introduce like a multiverse because Doctor Strange brings up that whole concept of the multiverse uh, or possibly even the quantum realm. And that's that's where I think that's why they waited on bringing out Ant-Man and Wasp until uh, after Infinity War because they are delving into the quantum realm. Yeah. We've seen from the trailers, we've seen from the from uh, people talking about the movie that in, in Ant-Man and Wasp, they are going to be finding a way into that quantum realm, which is a, a place that's outside of time and space. To where you could theoretically go to different points in time, to different points in history, uh, or to different dimensions altogether. And if, if that's what where we're going with this, you, you could then potentially set up the whole Secret Wars, which is the, the next large event after Infinity Wars, yeah. which is, again, a whole Earth universe-shattering type event. I just, my... That doesn't bother me as much as the question of, I know who's not really dead, specifically. Yes. Um, well, because because, because well, they have the, the movies Guardians coming out. The Guardians of the Galaxy have got a third movie coming out, so Spider-Man, they're not dead. Spider-Man Doctor has Strange. got another one. Doctor Strange has got another movie coming Black out. Black Panther already does. Black Panther does. And we know they're not dead permanently. We know that. Yeah. But it's more how Did you far... you say Guardians? Guardians. Yeah, the yeah. Guardians. Okay. Um, how far is the click going to go back? How are they going to work that, and how far is that click at the end going to go back? Yeah, and that was actually uh, my, my last question is, which deaths do you think are permanent and who's most at risk? And, and I, I do 
I, I get what you're saying about we have all these movies coming out. So these people that died, they, they are obviously coming back. Yeah. But you look at those that are still alive, and I think that goes back to the points of your, your soul stone theory, how we talked about it. Is it going to be a life for a life? And, and is it really those that are still alive are more at risk for dying and not coming back again? Because you have the expiring yeah. contracts of Robert Downey Jr., of Chris Evans, of Chris Hemsworth, three of our, our, our tentpole figures that do not have movies coming up in the future. There are no mm-hmm. sequels uh, slated for those three characters. They, their contracts are up after this next movie. So do we see one of those three, all of those three, potentially... I think Evans is done. Possibly. I, I honestly think he's going the way um, of Hugh Jackman. I think he's done with... Because I think he's gotten to a point where he's typecast now. Although Jackman said he would come back to play in a Deadpool movie. If yeah, we could get Wolverine and Deadpool together, come on, that would be fantastic. That would be amazing. I would love to see that. Yeah. But I, I, honestly, I think, I think we're going to see the end of the original Captain America. Out of all of them, that's the one I was, just, I was expecting to happen more than any. And that was the one that never happened. So I, I really do think out of all of them... He's the one we're going to have to say goodbye to. I actually to. expected him to die in Civil War. I really thought. Yeah. Because, in the, again, the comic line, he does die in Civil War. Captain America dies all the time. It's like Superman yeah. or Batman. They just die in the comics all the time. Yeah. But, uh, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I had a thought, and it's gone now. It's really Do you want me to go on with my thoughts? Yeah, continue your so thought, the, because I had something to add to that. The one, uh, talking about Captain America, I'm sorry, Red Skull. What the frack? I did not see that coming what at all. What the frack? I did not see that. That was really cool. That, that was, was really cool that they brought him back in. It was this just weird, like, Nazgul-looking thing floating around. And I'm like, I recognize that voice. Why do I recognize that voice? Oh, it's oh. weaving. <laughs> that was great. But no, the one, the one thing that I had to just be like, now what now? How on earth does Nick Fury have a pager that links... To Captain Marvel. But it was a super pager. Come on, that was like the ultimate super awesome pager. It had all kinds of tech around it. It wasn't just like a beeper pager. But it again, was like a quantum realm pager. It, on him? He, it had to go in the back of the car to get it. He didn't have it on him. Yeah, but he's no longer the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Why does he still have this thing? All right, if I had some all powerful, universal type person that I knew. Uh, I would keep that pager close to me at all times. I don't care. I'm not the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. Actually, by the way, there was some uh, new footage of Brie Larson. And um, I don't know if it was Samuel L. Jackson or somebody who's playing a younger version of Samuel L. With Jackson. Two Nick, He's yeah, with two Nick eyes. He's got two eyes. There was some uh, footage of them filming for Captain uh, Marvel, which looks pretty cool because... Obviously, her costume used to be, which was weird. This is what makes me, interested me. On the pager, the, it was actually colored in, wasn't it? It was, it was. Uh, red, blue, and white. Kind of like but, the old comic book yeah, throwback. But yet, her costume in the movie is green and black. Okay. So the I, logo, I have seen those, yeah, yeah, have seen those the shots. The logo is changed. So it was very, I was like, because you looked at it and you went, is that Nova? And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, for, that's for, Captain for, Yeah, Marvel. for a second. It, yeah, and it's because it is the old comic throwback yeah. logo for Captain Marvel. So maybe she has, you know, the pages just linked in with the old costume and 
or the new costume, and now sh- that was the old costume? I don't know. Now, some, anyway. Something really interesting, though, about now that you're on Captain Marvel, it kind of yeah. reminded me, though. Uh, there was a renowned real-life quantum physicist who helped Marvel create Ant-Man's quantum realm okay. and Doctor Strange's multiverse, uh, and it's also been said that he worked uh, on Captain Marvel, um, although he's not at liberty to say how. But the fact that, that he did, it, it could... It could lead us to believe that Captain Marvel, one of the theories about where she's been yeah. is that she has been trapped in the quantum realm or there's been something that's kind of kept her kept her in, in that. Otherwise, why would this physicist have been working with Captain Marvel on that movie or on the yeah. Captain Marvel movie? So, just something kind of fun to chew on. Uh, but back to as far as who's going to die as well and who could who's most in danger. I, I in some ways I think you could be right with the with the Captain America because I've I've seen either Bucky or Falcon taking up the shield for a while, whereas in the comics we do see Falcon being Captain America, uh, but also I don't having think Winter he Soldier. Can be Bucky because he's been he's Bucky Barnes is the Winter Soldier is the White Wolf is now Captain America. I think it's just too much. Yeah, but I think just, Falcon carries the mantle of his friend though. I think that's more what it would be is that. I, but I, I don't see Falcon giving up his wings. Well, he doesn't, though. When, when he's Captain America, he just carries the mantle of the shield and as as just the title of Captain America. Okay. Uh, it, it, at least in the one that I, I would have been reading the one now, The Secret Wars on uh, – not The Secret Wars. But he's not oh, – it is The Secret Wars. He hasn't got anything – he's got no mutation or anything else. I no, know he just got... has wings. He's, he's like Hawkeye and, yeah. and uh, okay. Black Widow, which, again, I have a hard time seeing those guys fighting against cosmic beings. It, it's just – Yeah. It, it – I'm just like, eh, I don't know if Actually, they could really uh, hold their own Peter here. Peter said, um, do you think the Battle of Wakanda reminded you of the Battle of Naboo in The Phantom Menace? Thinking back to that. Um, the Battle of Naboo, where all the droids are... Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Now, that, that was the one part of the movie that did feel a bit comic booky to me when you had just the hordes of the... Uh, I think they're called the Cull Obsidian is what those creatures – there was a yeah, name for yeah. those creatures in the comics they're called that have the four arms and the legs. Uh, it, that, that was the one scene where you just have the mass herds of CG charging into battle. And it, it did kind of have that feel a, a little bit of just being a bit comic booky. I did like seeing Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster. Oh, that oh. made me laugh. I've got to post this. There, there is a uh, – uh, Funko pop vinyls. Yeah. They gave us what we didn't get in the movies is they have a new, the oversized pop vinyl coming out and mm-hmm. it's the Hulk Buster uh, outfit with Hulk s- springing out of the top of it. Oh, so so it's cool. what we didn't see in the movie. He kept yeah. trying to spawn into his Hulk and the Hulk kept saying no. Uh, but with the, the pop vinyl, I'll put it on our, our Instagram and nice. our, our Twitter feeds. Uh, they'll show you this pop vinyl of Hulk busting out of the Hulk bus. But that was really cool, though, having Banner do that. And, and I think what, the, what the, the director said about that, why they decided to keep him as, Hulk, as, a, as Banner, is they didn't want to keep portraying Bruce Banner as a weakling that couldn't they couldn't really bring anything to the table aside from just turning into the Hulk. Yeah. Because he, he is a, a genius in his own right. He has a, a lot of ideas and a lot of things to bring, and they, they wanted to show that Banner himself can actually come and be a hero, that it doesn't always have to be, okay, well, things are going south now. Let's just bring the green guy out. Yeah. And so it was just an interesting choice. And they even said that when they showed him in the trailer, that was just all misdirection because they show Hulk fighting next to the Wakandans in the trailer. If you remember mm-hmm. that in the trailer, and, and one of the brothers was like, "Yeah, we just did that to kind of throw you guys off, off, uh, throw you guys off the scent." And it was, it was just, yeah, they were being silly about it. So my laptop just electrocuted me. Well, again. you shouldn't let it do it that. Hurts. I'm sorry. Um, but you know, you know, I, 
I really could keep talking about this, but we're about an hour into the into the podcast now. Um, I don't know. There, there's still so so. I guess I'll, I'll let you wrap it up with, with what is your prediction on the direction that Avengers Four will take as far as one character introductions and then two, how do they resolve? flipping back time what is going to be the catalyst for for uh, bringing our heroes back okay um i think everybody in the snap they're gonna all come back but how um is it going to be nebula is it going to be a time travel element that that just brings us back are we getting who's getting the gauntlet i know i know captain marvel is going to play a larger role um i would really hope that um nova does as well I'm, re- um, I'm, really, I'm really hoping, hoping Nova for. takes part of it as well. Um, so everybody in the snap, I think, is going to be coming back. I don't think... I think Gamora will be brought back. Um, Pete is a, a powerful character himself. I mean, I think people underestimate him. We saw a lot of power out of him in Guardians Peter of the Galaxy. Quill? Yeah, Star-Lord. But, but, but now that Ego is dead, though, it's, he said his power would die with Ego. I think he's mortal now, though. To, to, for all intents got, and purposes, but yeah, but he's still got. I know he still has DNA. He still has that the DNA. DNA out of him. So he, he he might bounce a little more so than I would if I was throwing. I don't him to think rock, he I can guess. turn himself into Pac Man anymore. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I think Peter's going to have something to say if they don't bring Gamora back. And I don't think you can have the Guardians without Gamora. I just don't think it would work as well. Yeah, I don't think you would have the just the balance because you need. You need a couple of women on that team. I'm sorry. It's just a lot of men. And, you know, otherwise we're going to just see a, a more Jackson Pollock paintings in the dark yeah. with black light. So we don't, we don't want that. We don't want that. So um, I think they're going to – that's as far as it's going to go back. I think we have seen the last of Loki. I know. Sadly, I, th- I think you're right. And, and Hemdell. Uh, I think yeah, Idris Hemdell's done. I really do. And I think that's a shame. Um, nah. You know, I – I'm I'm interested to see. I would like to see that um, because the gauntlet looked pretty destroyed yeah. after he'd done that click. It looked a bit beaten up. Let's put it that way. Um, I I'd hope that uh, Peter Dinklage has some more role in it. I just still makes me just like <laughs> oh my gosh. Peter Dinklage playing a dwarf, which he obviously is a, a, a technical dwarf. Um, but playing a, a giant dwarf, like a that could literally just like dwarf. stomp on Thor and just like squish him. It'd just be, it was just the best. Um, and then Vision though, what do you think about Vision's future? I think possibly they'd already managed to, I think. Because he was before the snap. He died pre-snap. Yeah, he did. However, I'm pretty sure she'd managed to, to dis to take it but out. he looks pretty dead, though. He was pretty beat beat up. Yeah, I think he's coming back. Okay. I do. Um, I, I, I like Vision's character, and I think Wanda needs the balance. And if they're going to bring Wanda back, they need Vision. And he's actually a really good person to protect the that gem. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that would be the best. I mean, isn't he part of the Illuminati anyway? He is not, I don't believe... Um, I need to look up who the Illuminati okay. are. Uh, I know that Black Panther, Doctor Strange, and Iron Man are among them. I don't. I can't remember the full cast list okay. of the Illuminati. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I, mean, I think Adam of... Warlock actually might be in there as well. Adam is one that has possessed the Soul Stone, 
at multiple times throughout the comics, and he might actually end up with the Soul Gem after, or it could just go back in that voided pit wherever it came from. I'm not sure if they're going to do that, but uh, we, we might not see Adam because we saw the first tease of Adam at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm. He might not make a, a, a screen appearance until Guardians 3, and I think that's what James Gunn has said is that yeah. we probably won't see him for a while. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to go with I think Nova will make an appearance. I think that Nebula is going to play a huge role. They are going to follow in some way, not not fully the comic line. Uh, we're going to see Nebula uh, possibly wielding the gauntlet. I think that still may if happen. If she gets the gauntlet, I think she might well bring Gamora back because she was angry when she found yeah. out she was shouting along with Peter. But that's the thing. That's, that's why the, the anger that's there now, she's a little broken character, so she does kind of fit into that character that needs to now spite Thanos. Yeah. Kind of like she did in the comic. And then I think the quantum realm is going to play a huge role in, in some form of timey-wimey time travelness. Now, you just can't go back in time and change things because it's that whole thing of if I go back to change something and I change the whole course of events, now the event that caused me to go back in time will never happen and I won't go back in time. You know, So you have that issue. So they can't go back to change things. I think the time travel element will be to just, just research things, look for things, get answers to things. Uh, as opposed to actually changing the events that have already now happened. Yeah. Other than possibly if Nebula gets it, she could she could reverse that snap because of Either the power that, of the gauntlet. Or they could go back and do kind of like a Back to the Future Part 2 thing where they literally go and get the gems and change where they're hidden. So when Thanos thinks, oh, that one's on, and not let the people who've got those gems know that they don't actually have those gems any longer. They could go to Vision and go and get him, the the gem taken out of his head previously, put a gem that just looks like it in there, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, take that out of me. But Thanos has already snapped. I I, I don't know. That that one's hard for me to... But I'm just saying, there is possibilities that could be going sneaking about, and uh, you can have Ant-Man going, getting through securities, and going and... Like nicking the, the you know the Infinity Gems. I'm excited about, it, but just still now knowing what Ant Man could bring with, with how that's going to tie into Infinity Wars, and then how and Captain I love Marvel. The Ant Man every single this. time he becomes big does the hoo hoo hoo. Oh, he just laughs. He just has so much for Paul Rudd's character. I was never a huge Paul Rudd fan, but Ant Man his his character is really has really brought me. Uh, I have a lot of Paul Rudd love now. But guys, we we, we got we got to stop this now. Yes. Uh, I need to see this movie again because there's so much I've already forgotten when I when I'm talking about it and then Livy says something about something I forgot because there, there's so much. There, there's not a, a dull moment in almost a three-hour movie. It does not yeah. feel as long as it does, and, and there's know, so much that, that happens the thing. It. Rocket was sad when Groot died, oh. but Groot gave part of himself yeah, his arm. to grow he could plant the, the, he could plant the axe. The axe. So, you know what? Groot's not actually dead because they've still got part of him, and they That's managed right. to do that once before. And I, I, That is an interesting point. Why didn't the axe handle then disappear? Was it because it's severed and not really a part of Groot anymore? I don't know. All right, well, we got to be done. Okay, yeah, uh, I, I don't even think with that many thoughts we're going to be done because, again, we, we've run really long tonight. But I, I know there's, again, been so much to talk about and so many possibilities and options for where this movie is going, for where it could go. Um, we love your thoughts. Again, we've been, I've enjoyed some of the questions that have come yeah. through. I would still like to know the whole Malcolm Reynolds comments, why that came through. Yeah, it really, Peter. It really confused us. Was it more just to confuse us? Thank you. Maybe. Um, 
Yeah. So I, I'm just going to sign off now. And uh, I know you've got your sign off, uh, Trash Panda. Yes. Be unique. Be unique. And from the Geek Underground and Dadpool, don't forget to be awesome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode four. Episode four. No, episode episode seven. seven. I don't know where four came from. Um, maybe thinking of Avengers 4. I'm, I'm getting too far ahead of myself. Episode 7, uh, don't forget to be awesome. We love you guys, and have a great night. Bye. Or day. Or afternoon. Yeah, whatever. Bye now. The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then, don't forget to be awesome.